0: Hi, we're sisters Amy and Nancy Harrington, the founders of the Passionistas Project podcast, where we give women a platform to tell their own unfiltered stories. On every episode, we discuss the unique ways in which each woman is following her passions, talk about how she defines success, and explore her path to breaking down the barriers that women too often face. Today, we're talking with the team from the gorgeous and powerful short film, I Thought the Earth Remembered Me. We'd like to welcome the film's director Prem Santana, producer Carolina Taylor, and star Madonna Cacciatore, who along with her wife Robin McWilliams has been a long time and beloved member of the Passionistas community. We're going to let each of them introduce themselves, tell you a little bit about their backgrounds, and share what they're most passionate about.
1: Hello, Madonna Cacciatore, actor. Um, I feel like I'm in a group, so um, hi Madonna. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I uh love these two women on the screen with me and of course I love the you two women who are our hosts you're you've been friends of mine for a long time and Robin and I adore you and uh, Prem and I uh magically met uh during her uh work at AFI and um at the conservatory and uh I've always been drawn to her sort of directing style and her her work, I mean, she's just uh, got a brilliant vision for her. I've worked, this the second film I worked on with Prem. I have a background in theater, dance, film, television, um, and also produce events when I'm not, you know, in the downtime, so, uh, and, and do some nonprofit fundraising as well. Um, I Things I'm passionate about are telling stories, helping change the world through stories and being able to create those characters Uh, that are brought to me by wonderful people like this.
2: How about you Prem? Hi everyone, thanks so much for having me. Um, My name is Prem Santana and I am a director and a writer. Um, I'm also an actor. I was an actor for over a decade, almost 15 years before I transitioned into becoming a director. Um, I recently graduated as a directing fellow from the American Film Institute Conservatory where I met my muse, Madonna. <laughs> um, we met in a in a class, and uh, she and her wife Robin were my actors. And I instantly fell in love and saw a talent I had never seen before, and started writing. I thought the earth remembered me based on seeing Madonna's face. <laughs> There were some other experiences in my life that had inspired the short. Madonna's my muse and I've just been very honored and grateful to be able to work with such an an actor. Um, I actually
0: want to finish up on one of the things you were saying cuz it was it was actually a question we had is and we'll get into it more but the whole movie that we're talking about really lives or dies on Madonna's face. Yeah. And and the amazing range of emotion she can portray through her face. So that really was actually part of the inspiration for
2: writing it. Absolutely, because she's able to. I mean, when an actor can act and without words is to me is the hardest thing. Is to act in the silences um, when there's so much carried in the eyes. That is the number one like thing that I look for in an actor to collaborate with. So, and Madonna does it superbly.
3: My name is Carolina Taylor. I'm a filmmaker and anthropologist, um, recent graduate of AFI producing program. And I had the pleasure of producing I Thought the Earth Remembered Me with with Prem and Madonna. Um, It was really Prem's script that um, that just gave me a gut punch when I read it. And we'd been kind of talking about maybe doing something together, but hadn't had a chance to work together yet. And the script, um, I, I have a, in my anthropology, I have kind of an, an environmental conservation and migration past. Um, and it just really hit me on the environmental connection very strongly in a way that I hadn't felt for a long, long time. And Madonna embodies that beautifully. Um, so, yeah, and, and she's she said it beautifully. I'm passionate about bringing stories to life that might might just move culture's needle a little bit, might give people a chance to walk in somebody else's shoes that they wouldn't have otherwise. That can come in lots of different forms, but this is this is certainly one of them.
0: That's great. Well, it sounds like a perfect marriage between the three of you to make this film happen, which is, you can tell when you watch it that the people who created it have that passion for all of those things. So uh, it's really well done. and. Uh, Prem, maybe you could talk a little bit about what the film is about. And, and again, a little bit more of your inspiration beyond the beauty of Madonna. What else is there <laughs> to the writing?
2: Yeah, so please. Sure. <laughs> um, well, I realized I didn't say what I'm passionate about. So I'll say that first, um, that I'm passionate about telling stories from the margins, um, especially from the female perspective. And I believe that we can make a huge difference telling stories and making movies that reflect our human experience. And I'm so grateful to be able to do that. Um, So yeah, that's what I'm passionate about. But the story, so I also take 35 millimeter photographs. And I had taken this, my mom is also someone I, she's 76 and I've been photographing her throughout the years. And um, just the process of aging has been something that I find so beautiful, is something that I find so beautiful. Um, and watching my, my grandmother who passed away at 98 a couple of years ago Go through this transformation from the in between, the the from the finite to the infinite, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and then my mom getting older, and myself, you know, and I'm, I'm now what they would what they call of a certain age, <laughs> you know. Um, and I've just committed to using that in my art and celebrating aging as something that's not negative or bad or something we have to hide or erase or change or transform or fill up or fill out or whatever. Um, and so anyway, back to the photograph, sorry. I took a photo of my mom's hand, all the, the beautiful like texture and wrinkles and, and she laid it against it, this beautiful oak tree. And I took this photograph And I was like, that's the image. That's where like, originally the script we start on her hand, it changed over time but that was the igniting image. I was like, there is a woman and she's in the woods for some reason. And then, you know, I started writing. Um, And just dealing with my own grief and losing a friend during the pandemic, losing my grandmother, it was a real way for me to, hope was to write this story and having had such a connection with Madonna um, was I was able to step into that emotion myself I feel like in a way and write this story about transitioning from end of life transition but...
1: that's funny because you know <laughs> when I saw that when I saw that that image of Prem's mother's hand on the tree I thought it was my hand I said oh what did you take I don't remember that. Like, I remembered us going to the woods and shooting some photos, and I thought, oh, that's that picture we took, and she goes, that's my, my mom's hand, and I was like, our hands look so much alike, and then her mom came to the premiere, uh, uh, we sat, and we compared hands. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, that was so sweet.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was very sweet, so I was, it was cool, because I felt like, I felt that connection too, you know, through, through her and through you, Prem, through your your love for her and your heart. So it was really, really cool to sort of have that, that background to know that it actually wasn't my hand that inspired her, it was her mom's.
4: But cosmically.
0: Cosmically. cosmically.
4: (laughs) So Madonna, what did you think when you first saw the script?
1: Well, I have worked with Prem on another beautiful script that she wrote called Dream House of Salt. And I and also just in that first class where, where Prem and I really connected, we were on a Zoom. We were all isolated. We were in a Zoom. We we weren't in, in person. But there's just something in her soul and energy that just drew me in right away. And I thought, she's gonna be getting an Oscar in my lifetime. Like I this woman, I mean, I know that's not why she's doing it, but her work is that impeccable and and her her stories are beautiful so we did this uh it was a uh one of your just recycle film wasn't it mm-hmm. um, it was, a, it was like felt a- like a it felt like a big studio film because it was just so beautifully done but it was really just in her process and, and as a fellow and um and so i knew when we talked about collaborating again in the future and i knew whatever she brought to me I was just gonna be it's it was going to speak to me you know um and so when I when I read it you know it's a, it it's always interesting to have a script that doesn't have dialogue and that has a younger version of me in it so it was you know back uh backstory and and memories and um so I'd never done anything quite like it before so I was like yes let's dive in and you know, in those moments when Pram talks about me connecting, um, that's because she would come over to me and say something. She would give me something that really resonated with me. So, um, you know, that was sort of, it was a wonderful process. The whole thing was just incredible. Even it was, it was freezing cold. I think I remember being cold, uh, and it, it was in that beautiful space. Um, you know, and there was a lot of, you know, everybody on the crew was just, uh, Carolina was running an amazing uh, production team, and the cinematography was beautiful, and just like seeing, just, and it was really safe working with a crew of mostly women, you know, it felt really, um, I felt nurtured through the whole thing, by the trees we were standing, from everything from the trees we were standing into the, to the just the backdrop to the house to you know to our our beautiful crew um, so it's a great experience and so when I saw the script I knew that's what it was going to be I knew it was just, I'm ready.
0: It sounds a little cliche these days to say the location is another character, but it really does feel like that in this production, and it feels, maybe it was right off the main road, but it feels like it's incredibly remote. So, Carolina, talk about finding that location and the complexity of shooting there and bringing your crew there.
3: The credit for finding it actually goes to our unit production manager and line producer, Sarah Niver. Um, Prem, Daniel, sorry, their production designer, Daniel Berkman, and our cinematographer, Liz Charkey, Prem and I had done a lot of scouting um, from, I don't know, I guess kind of casually starting over the summer and the fall and a little bit more aggressively in January, February. And we weren't finding anything that looked like this vision of the Pacific Northwest that Prem wanted. If you read the script, it's all. it sounds like it's either in an old growth forest in Washington or Oregon or maybe in the Adirondacks of New York but nothing we're limited to shooting within 30 miles of the center of LA that's all that we were allowed to shoot in at AFI Um, so trying to find something that looked even remotely lush was quite the challenge Um, and we got we got to the point where we were almost ready to switch it to the desert. Just like we're—I don't know how seriously that was, but that's about where we were at whenever um, Sarah started location scouting, and she came up with this place. And it's it was a challenging location in a lot of ways. Um, it's in Topanga Canyon, and it's like, it's like deep down in a canyon, um, and just the topography of it is such that it keeps the water in. There's just a little stream that runs through, um, but the the moisture stays in, it's cooler than the surrounding areas. This is a place that they used to run um, run liquor during the Pro- prohibition. And it's got a total history of this area, um, but it's also pretty remote. Like um, Madonna was saying we had to go past another film set even to get to where we were at. And we couldn't drive our vehicles like right up to the house or right up to any of the scenes that you see shootings. So we are having to um, do a lot of currying with, with carts and things like that so there was a there's a whole logistical element to it and it was a big enough piece of our budget that we um, didn't have a full prep day and a full wrap day so it was all of that was done in five five days in one location uh, including load in and load out so it was um yeah it was it was a lot of fun logistically <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's beautiful. I mean, it's I don't think there's anything quite like it that we would have found elsewhere in the area.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's really extraordinarily beautiful. And like we said, the cinematography just is incredible. It just captures it all so well. Um, the other thing that's amazing is the the casting of the other two women, and especially the woman who plays young Lee, Lee is the character, right? Am I remembering that right? Um, so tell us a little they bit were
2: calling about
1: me. They, they were calling me elderly, which <laughs> <laughs> is really sweet. Oh,
4: oh. We're always just Lee, You were the original Lee.
2: <laughs> so Prem, tell right, us a little bit, bit about the casting process. Well, I had, we had, Madonna was locked in like yeah. day zero, you know, um, so I was determined to find someone that looked like Madonna. Because I really find it like annoying when on TV or in a movie when people are cast and you're just like, that looks nothing like this person. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I get it. I get maybe because of this and I'm making justifications or, you know, and there's limitations and you know things get in the way, whatever. But um it's something I noticed. So I was determined. And we our casting director Rich Mento. Gathered so many, like there was a lot of submissions. We had a, a ton, and um, I mean, honestly, it was like going through. I went through every single one, and Penny was like one of the last ones. I mean, that's how, how it always is, and, and I was like in shock, of like how much they looked alike. <laughs> um, and then her her audition was. Perfect. So I I wanted it's those moments where I just wanted to be like, you have the part, you know, like, but you have to wait and do a callback and follow procedure <laughs> and really talk about it with Carolina and, you know, mm-hmm. have a conversation. But um it was all done on Zoom too. So that that was but I, I I guess from what I I haven't been acting in a while, but Madonna, I feel like a lot of auditions are Zoom now anyway, right? Or self-tape uh-huh. anyway, right? So I guess that wasn't, right? Not in the room as much. But um, so I guess that wasn't too out of the ordinary. But, and then we found Christine through our casting director as well. And she had this beautiful, just, I felt like she was this angel in this way that she just carried a light that I think balanced Lee, Lee's heaviness Mm -hmm. and her weight of the weight of the world that Lee sort of is holding so deep inside of her and not wanting to, she's not ready to fully give it all. But Mm Janine, Christine was able to bring that out mm-hmm. in both. I think um, in Penny's in Penny's character, younger Lee. But I, Madonna and I actually rehearsed with Christine. I wanted them two to rehearse together because mm-hmm. it wouldn't it would deepen the memories for Madonna. Mm-hmm. At least that was the goal, and I think it helped, right, Madonna? Like working with oh, Christine. Oh so yes. even though you're not on screen together, I wanted them to have that established relationship. So in the energy that they carry on screen, we could, we would feel that connection. But yeah, we were blessed. We were just blessed with the cast. Like it just really worked out perfectly. Penny's. Yeah. Yeah. Penny's a Irish. You know, Penny's yeah. Got a she's- <laughs> accent.
1: And it was interesting because, you know, I don't, say anything. Uh, my character Lee, Elderly doesn't say a thing. Uh, young elderly, Lee. I love that. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't mind. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I own these wrinkles. Um,
2: but it's young Lee pe- you it's know, cute.
1: It's very cute. Penny does an American, you know, dial dialect, I guess. Um, she drops the accent and and for, you know, beautifully. She's a really talented actor. Um, and when I first saw her, I was, you know, we, we met our first rehearsal together was on a zoom mm-hmm. and I, yeah, I think the first time I mm-hmm. couldn't wait to see her, you know, I was like, what, damn, I was cute when I was young. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was cool to sort of, I have never worked in, with somebody who, who's, who's me in a, in a pre, in, my past experience so um, I really enjoyed that process and sort of enjoyed we hung out together and we just you know on set we just sort of like bonded and and that was our opportunity physically to be together because we had really just mostly been I think we had one rehearsal in the grass somewhere was that this film yeah 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 that was with
2: Christine that was with Christine yeah
1: yeah. And it was, uh, we were at the at, at the beautiful campus of AFI and um, a deer showed up, you know, when we were just like walked around Perfect. by us and, you know, there we were on Las Feliz and Western, you know, uh, Franklin and there comes a deer, you know, so it just all felt so uh, storybook land, you know, it felt like a little fairy tale we were doing, uh, but it was really great to sort of get that background with Christine and for us to connect and it, I hope it helped her with her scenes with Penny as well.
0: For people who aren't from LA or haven't been here AFI where you were all attending um, is right in the middle of the city of Los Angeles so it would be like being in Times Square and having a deer walk. By. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> <laughs> It's really a random thing but that's how Calif- that's how Southern California is. We have peacocks in the middle of our neighborhoods
2: (laughs) like suburban neighborhoods
0: talk a little bit about afi for people who don't really understand what that is because it's such a unique and special place and experience so what is that program and how how does it prepare you for being in the film industry differently than most film schools
3: so it's a two-year conservatory very hands-on Um, There are six disciplines, producing, directing, cinematography, production design, editing, and screenwriting. Um, It changes each year, but roughly, we had about 22 um, directors and producers and and such. Um, And there's a a track of just classroom classes and watching film and reacting to film classes. But in in addition to that, um, we have a, a, two years of production so our first year we actually each of us does at least three films um, and we team up around the idea for each of the films so there's a someone generates the idea then there's a pitch process the producer comes on board we hire the rest of the team then we go out and um, work with volunteers from the filmmaking community like you know gaffers and art directors and what have you. And with there's a conservatory program for SAG as well. So Madonna's part of a SAG-AFTRA AFI conservatory program. So we have access to these wonderful, wonderful actors, um, even for our classroom exercises and these three short films that we produce our first year. And then the second year, everybody produces a thesis film, which is what we're talking about. I thought the Earth remembered me as um, Prem in my thesis film. And um, so we I, I produced four, you no, know, six, six films in two years, um, including uh, the cinematographers had visual essays. And there are I had classmates who did like way more than that. I was actually on the low end, but it's a lot of hands-on, and our crews are our crews aren't union, but we run them like union shoots. So we follow SAG After rules for everything, we follow. Um, We try to keep our our days tight and our our crews are usually around 30 because it was capped for, um, because of COVID, ours were definitely 30 or under. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they're big big projects. We have a lot of gear from AFI that that gives us, we shoot in sound stages, but also like just all around LA. Um, It's a lot of hands-on experience, pretty amazing.
4: Wow. That's incredible. And so you, we keep talking around the COVID thing. How, when, would, when did you film this and was it in the midst of COVID or was it sort of towards the tail end of the lockdown? And... Mm-hmm. So Prem and I found out
3: that we were in, accepted into AFI about the week that the shit hit the fan in March 2020. <laughs> So we had to decide whether we were coming or not. I'm coming from New York. A lot of our classmates were coming internationally and we had to decide what, whether to try doing this or not. Um, our first year of classes were totally online. Um, and then our production was the only thing we were doing in person. like with masks. And if we were near actors, we had to face shields and such. There are lots of social distancing rules. There's like a whole list, COVID compliance officer on set and what have you. Second-year production continued like that, um, and this was produced during our second year. So this is, we produced April 2022. Um, and our classes at that point were in most, mostly in person, kind of a mix.
4: We're Amy and Nancy Harrington, and you're listening to the Passionistas Project podcast and in our interview with Prem Santana, Carolina Taylor, and Madonna Ketchtori. To learn more about I Thought the Earth Remembered Me, and Prem Santana's other work, visit www.premsantana.com. Go to firstencounterproductions.com to stay up to date on Carolina Taylor's projects. Stay on top of all the great work that Madonna Cacciatore is doing at imdb.com and on her website, mcacciatore.com. Now here's more of our interview with Prem, Carolina, and Madonna.
0: Madonna, why do you like to be a part of these AFI? projects
1: well I think you know as every actor in town we we work sometimes sometimes we don't like on you know tv film sets we commercials we are all always auditioning you know and uh so when when there's an opportunity to work I want to work you know and um I find I don't and I don't do every project like this like it's really I like um this This particular class of people was extraordinary. Uh, I've worked on another director's film as well. I liked it because of the story. I like also the thesis films, you know, um, can go to festivals. So that's great. Uh, But, you know, there's when there's an opportunity to work your craft, work it, you know, and I love working my craft. I love roles. I love working. I love being on set. I love the experience. AFI films are done in such a way it, that are, you really are getting the full, you know, you're being treated, I've been treated really well. Um, we, uh, it's a, it's a SAG, you know, it's like, it's working on a SAG set. I also like the conservatory a lot because the support, because of what they do for students and what Actors can get out of it as well. Like I, sometimes I'll get just called in, Victoria Hoffman, you know, is calling and go, can you do a uh, this kind of class or that kind of class? Well, for me, it's class. I love class. I love working. I love learning. You know, we, we never stop learning and we never stop connecting. So every experience on set is different. And, you know, everyone, it Brit, you learn something new, no matter what your age or how many roles you've done. I came to LA pretty late in my life. Uh, so um, I, I didn't get, you know, I didn't get here in time to sort of have a young career here. I, my, my background was I was dancing most of my life and then I ended up going to musical theater. And then I started training in Washington, DC at the, at the studio theater there and in all like, you know, all the, the forms. Um, so I took a lot of classes and, and, you know, I had this uh, experience I where I, I was in Seattle and I I got a little under five part on the the fugitive that Tim Daly was in that they were shooting up there. And they and I had only ever done as far as film and television at that time, I'd only ever done extra work, your background work. So um I go on set and they they had an umbrella for me because of course it was Seattle and it was raining. And then they take me and I said, we'll take you to your trailer. I said, I have a trailer. I have five lines. I'm so excited. (laughs) And I thought I'm moving to LA. That's it. But, you know, I didn't, I wish I'd done, you know, I don't regret it because I had a lot of experience along the way and I got to do a lot of wonderful theater and I still love theater very, very much. Uh, But it was good to, uh, you know, get here. And so it didn't matter to me because Yeah, I was older, but then I just got different roles. So I just, you know, I just keep going like we all do. So there's, you know, all the auditions, all the ones you don't get and those those gems you do get just make it. It never leaves you. It's part of you. So, I'm, you know, I'm always happy when uh, when AFI called.
0: Prem, based on what Madonna was saying, do you think as an actor, she brings something to a part? because she has those life experiences that weren't all she wasn't just an actress for 20
2: years she had
0: all these life other life experiences do you think that makes her different as
2: an actress from a directing standpoint absolutely I think. Uh, the way Madonna carries, there's her body and the physicality of it all, a, a dancing background and a theater background, you really have to, um, I mean, I, I also have a theater background, and dance, actually, quite weird, but so, but you really have to know space, and your emotions are constantly being connected to a physical, to your physical, and those things are never separate, and so Madonna is a master at that. Um, there's a, just a natural, Madonna carries her body so naturally and is able to sink into it, you know? <laughs> like, this is the scene. Because sometimes, you know, you see actors and you can tell that they're not comfortable or they're not in, the and their physical body shows that. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, I think it's such a treat to have an actor that has this, like, diverse background. And also, I think Madonna, um, Women, your age, my age, I'm in my 40s, you know, and and then women old, like, there's such a beautiful time, I feel like, that is to see, this is what, my, what I'm passionate about too, is putting women of that are older on screen, you know what I mean? Uh, and I think there's such, like, power in the age that you are, and I... I can't wait to be to, you know, each year it's like, oh, this is so fascinating and interesting. Like my body's changing and, but I have so much more to offer Um, and storytelling and and to see, I don't know, to see a face like Madonna's on screen is like, every time I see our short film, I'm like, yes, this is what I think we need more of. So It's funny you say
0: that about her body and her walk because I don't know that I've ever seen an actor act with their back before, like, Madonna walking away from camera expresses more than most actors can do with a five-page monologue. And it was fascinating to see. It was like, I'm in tears, and all she's doing is walking away from me. I can't even see her face.
2: Because what's going on, even though we're not on her face, like, it's all happening still inside of her so oh you, and you're right you see through everything you see it you see it no matter what like the camera picks up all of it <laughs> even mm-hmm. that you know being on her back i'm not going to give away the, the shot we're talking about but yeah it's like it's really magical yeah And you know what but
1: there was a lot of magic in that space too and in that in that environment uh it was you couldn't have found a better place to shoot this film, honestly. There were so many natural lines and, and so much beauty in that forest, you know, um, that it was just like, honestly, like the film resonated, the message of the film resonated in the foliage, in the trees, in the, the house. Like, like you were saying, asking earlier, you know, when you asked Carolina, like this this almost was another character. The house was definitely another character. Yeah. The house was like, I felt like I had to be very respectful of the house and we had to have a connection. Honestly, there was just some stuff going on there. <laughs> and then the outdoors, of course, was, um, was uh, I love being out in nature. So it was very much fun for me. <laughs> yeah,
2: I love
4: that house. house. Tell us about it. Is was that the condition that it was in, or did your production designers bring it to life like that? Um, a, a bit of both.
3: Our production designer definitely pushed it. Um, the house, the house was built as a prop house in the eighties for a movie called Shiloh Two, and I it you just, remember that, Carolina? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, especially with my memory for names, um, but it. <laughs> it it sat there um, just open to the elements for what is that now going on 40 years that it it was not ever meant to stand for more than the length of a production so there are literal holes in the ceiling um, where vines are growing into the building and um, yeah it's it's definitely on its way to succumbing to to nature Um, and Daniel and his team definitely pushed it a bit more but it's yeah, it's, it's certainly like infused with that environment.
0: It definitely is, felt like a, a place with history. That's interesting yeah. that you say that, Madonna, about yeah. feelings. Like you had to respect it.
3: Yeah, you really see their work whenever they're making it seem present because the past is kind of there, like everything. There's some scenes in the kitchen and they really make that warm and inviting and feel uh-huh. lived in some dark room scenes too that are kind of the same that that's where they really you see their magic on screen too
0: Prem, you know you were saying that it's important for you to foster women in film on screen and off and one of the things that you have founded is the moon phase feminist film festival so tell us what that is and why you started it and and what's the um what's the current situation with
2: that the festival is no longer, unfortunately. Um, it lasted for four years, I, two years in person, live events, and then we went online. Um, but I created it out of just necessity. I had started, I directed my first short film called Luna, and which I also acted in. And it, I was struggling to find a, a voice, a platform for my my this baby of a film that I'd made. It was my first film, you know? So I I was struggling to find a platform to showcase my work. And I just was struck with the idea of why not make a film festival for myself and my peers. And once, it was one of those, you know, when you get the creative, like, I'm sure you felt that when you started Passionistas, where you're like, oh my God, that's it, this is what I have to do, right? You're just like, you know, in every cell. Um, And I think we get those hits I don't know how many how many we get in a lifetime, but <laughs> um I'm I'm grateful for everyone. And that was one of them where I was just like every the doors started to open and the pe- right people came in and made, all of a sudden we had a venue. And I had the most amazing experience curating that festival where we celebrated it was all you know female led, non-binary led films. And um it was amazing, but as I transitioned into really focusing on directing, I couldn't do both. And it was one of those things that just naturally dissolved, but I'm still hold it up to be one of the most amazing experiences of an artist and an activist being able to provide a platform. Um, and I, you know, I wouldn't, maybe someday we'll bring it back. Cause it was pretty amazing to be honest, yeah. It was cool. You're I making think me think about it.
0: Part of the uh, Power of Passionistas Summit some year. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> we'll
2: have to talk. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I would love that.
4: Yeah. Thank I you mean, for asking I, about that. Yeah. There, There is so much synchronicity in all of us, I think, in what we're doing with the Passionistas projects, in what you have all said is your passion and about storytelling and advancing women and social justice issues so maybe each of you could just talk a little bit about that and about how that informs the film projects that you like to work on
1: you know i'm a i've uh, been an activist since i've uh, been out lgbtqia person since i was in since 1971 um Uh, I saw a thing one time said gay AF since 1971 on somebody else's thing I was like that's me Uh, I've always sort of been out I've never really I mean I grew up in Texas so I you know there was a lot of opportunity for bad things to happen I don't know why they didn't but they didn't Um, so um, you know I've always been a person who has fought for people's rights one way or the other and for animals rights like to protect our our four-leggeds and our and our humans with kindness and respect and dignity which is what every I think every living being deserves uh why we beat each other up I have no idea I think it's a horrible model I think we should stop doing it immediately (laughs) I'm putting my foot down we all need to stop doing that Uh, but you know. so anytime like carolina was saying in pram were saying anytime you can tell a story or i can find a character who's revealing something about that who's helping someone else who might be in a situation and they somehow something you do helps them through that situation helps them you know there are many ways there are many instances where that could happen and i just think You know, my wife and I have both had people reach out to us from um, through our acting and through other uh, means because they are young. We've had people reach out to us from Russia and other sort of hostile areas where they could not be themselves and say, you know, something you did helped me see myself. Um, And so I think when you can do that through living your life with, the passion that we all have in this room and that i'm sure many people watching have that you that you are making change by simply living your life but then to take it further and make films and and do the passionista the passionistas project you know i watch a lot of your uh people you interview and and your shows and it's just the work you're doing is making change in the world so we've all sort of made that choice And sometimes it's it's hard to keep the light shining when things are happening, but it's these very mediums that help us keep it shining. You know, we can reflect something to someone. And I think that's for me, that's why it's important. And that's why I'll always choose project. I mean, I, you know, I want to work, but I also love projects that advance social justice for humans and animals and the earth.
3: So I mentioned before, I come from cultural anthropology, and that's that's about understanding the world holistically and understanding humanity and all its diversity in, in time and place and in connection to other things that are going on in the world. So I tend to look for stories that channel that. Um, and, And it's never all of that in one thing, like I've done a i um, done a feature film called Anya that has, that's like critiquing the idea of what difference truly means and how we can get past that because underneath it, we're still humans in the same. i currently working on a project that's, writing a project that's inspired by my research in Honduras um, with migrants and natural resource management there. And trying to shape it um, as a lens into what makes Central America unstable. Like we have a tendency in the U.S. to look at it as uh, as being this very unstable place that's not livable. And that that's why we get all these migrants at the border and yada, yada. When in reality, I've spent I mean, a decade off and on living in Honduras and working with people from there and who've in Honduras. And it's this, they come from a beautiful place, a place that's a home, a place that they love, a place where they love, a place, where they work hard and it, it's um, when it becomes unstable it's tragic when somebody has to leave home it's involuntary it's um,
2: so I'm, I'm trying
3: to write as a, probably a series Like keep it keeps splitting around between a, a film and a series and a novel that that captures that sense of home but that does it in a way that an American audience can kind of encounter that and understand it. Pe- maybe people who wouldn't automatically think think like that. So I'm trying to yeah that's that's what I'm working on right now. Um, I'm also passionate about mental health issues and working on a script for that. I also get to read for some really interesting companies and have like a little a little bit of an opportunity to um, say this is a really great project. you should think about making it and it's always exciting when I find something that's really really special that might get might get made.
2: I'm very like proud of you Carolina I'm like yes
3: so exciting um hard you know Madonna said it. it's hard it's hard to have the faith in yourself to say I can have a voice in this I can yeah it's worth the next four months of my life to work on this as opposed to like scrambling to find a particular job it's like it's hard to yeah it's hard to hang on to the passion so I'm appreciate I, I really appreciate this because it it helps remind me to hang on to the passion.
2: Yeah, it reignites the flame. That's <laughs> like, just sometimes it's like, just about to go out and then <laughs> things like this happen and I'm like, oh, okay, yes, okay, all right. <laughs> um, uh, I, I was just thinking of, you know, I, I realized I tend to write stories that don't have a, a political or any sort of agenda. I don't think stories necessarily have to have a, a, an agenda to make people, to shift the the paradigm to to impact. Um, Because I think the thing that really does change us is the emotional feeling connection. So when there's, that's the beauty of drama um, and raw, brutal, honest, beautiful truth. Um, So that's where I'm coming from because I think we can get lost in pushing an agenda, political, gender, all of it, you know and lose the the root intention and core and heart and soul of what we're trying to say. And so to me, the, the most important thing is that. And the other stuff will come naturally if that is part of what you're passionate about. And we all are.
0: What did you each learn about yourself from making this film together?
3: I'm going to kind of punt and say that I, coming from academia, I tend to be very analytical and it gets in the way of filmmaking and it gets in the way of writing sometimes. It's very helpful with research. It's helpful with market analysis. It's helpful with all kinds of things. But in in terms of telling a story that just grabs somebody by the lapels and carries them along and immerses them in somebody's life, that requires emotion. And that's why I wanted to work with Pram, is because she does such a beautiful job of, embodying emotion and it's like so our relationship was not always like super easy because we're coming at things from very different sides but i learned a lot about um tapping into emotion and tap and working with somebody who's so in tune with it and watching her work with actors was really enlightening too so i think
2: i think in that arena i I grew a lot because of this i'm gonna dive in if that's okay because i want to say the same with Carolina, like working with the other side of my brain and learning how to really hone the emotion, but like use it efficiently and productively and adapt to different ways of using it to my, to my best ability. Being on set is such a magical thing where you trans, you like there's all this emotion and you have to like go and just be like locked in, um, sort of like carrying all this emotion, but also very uh, in a jar. Like you have the lid and you're releasing it every now and then to like connect with the actors. Um, So yeah, I just learned a lot working with Carolina um, and working with such a good producer. I learned what the director's part in that collaboration really is. And I think that I can now go forward and, I don't know, make some really have some really beautiful relationships. I and mean, I'm excited about that.
1: I just learned that yeah, I just learned. I mean, it's just another uh, experience of um, being with a group of people who are who have really great hearts and are incredibly talented and uh can show me something about myself to you know as an actor you want to get feedback you want to get notes I mean Prem and I had the luxury of having some rehearsal time which you don't often get and so we got some we got to have some nice conversations and I seeing Prem's sort of point of view um reminded me of who of myself when I was younger and when I was sort of uh really, I mean, I'm still passionate, but it's a, for me, it's taken a different kind of a vibe. And I, I was able to sort of harness like Prem's passion in the way that she works and, um, and use that in my, in this character, but also just sort of as, as an actor, like opening myself up again to that younger, to my younger self and to my, to my older self, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of really appreciating my age and that's what this story does. I've never had a problem aging. I love the lines on my face. I love that Randy Carlyle song, you know, the story. That's one of my favorite songs, because these lines are my experience in in this world, and I like them, you know, Um, and so this film uh, uh, continued to help me see that and embrace that part of myself because aging is also not for the faint-hearted. It's also you know you just start going through new things. You just things hurt that you didn't know were going to hurt, and um, so you know it. Uh, it was really it was really a reflection of of honoring my aging process as well.
4: So Carolina, you were telling us about um, of your upcoming projects. What about Prem and Madonna? What do you guys have in the pipeline?
2: I am developing multiple projects, multiple feature film scripts. Um one of them is the feature film version of this film, which recently uh I made it to semi-finalists in the Outfest screenwriting lab. So that was a win for me. I'm I'm celebrating all semi-finalist things. <laughs> um every little step counts. So I was really excited about that, but I also got some feedback that I feel like is really beneficial to the script. So I'm thrilled to execute that and take it to the next level. Uh, I'm also working on a feature film script about um, the California gold rush seen from a non-heteronormative female perspective Um, that's I'm I'm obsessed with westerns and period piece it's like my other so um, it's a huge undertaking so that'll probably be in a decade maybe but um, and then a, a horror film I'm slowly working on
1: Ooh, I love horror films.
2: <laughs> me too.
1: <laughs> yeah, me. I'm just, I uh, keep auditioning, keep, I've got a, a couple of fingers crossed on a couple of things right now um, that I can't talk about, but I, you know, just hopefully, you know, I just keep, as all actors do, I, you, we just keep auditioning, you keep, Robin and I set up a, we finally have a, a media area where we can keep our ring light and our backdrop up, and we can keep, doing scenes and you know and two of the things that i have had come my way recently whether i get them or not they're really great projects and it's been you know i always consider an audition like i'm going to work Mm -hmm. so um so yeah just fingers crossed on those and just we just keep going like looking at uh i've got great agents and a great manager and and they know me so i'm real happy about all that
0: Thanks for listening to the Passionistas Project podcast and our interview with Prem Santana, Carolina Taylor, and Madonna Cacciatore. To learn more about I Thought the Earth Remembered Me and Prem Santana's other work, visit premsantana.com. Go to firstencounterproductions.com to stay up to date on Carolina Taylor's projects. Find out more about Madonna Cacciatore's great work at imdb.com and on her website, mcatchatori.com, And be sure to visit thepassionistasproject.com to sign up for our mailing list, find all the ways you can follow us on social media, and join our worldwide community of women working together to level the playing field for us all. We'll be back next week with another passionista who is defining success on her own terms and breaking down the barriers for herself and women everywhere. Until then, stay well and stay passionate.